Yo! Welcome back. We're going to get you up to date here yeah. on the last episode of Roast Morning. We were talking Washington, dog, and how better to celebrate a man with weird teeth than to put beer in our mouth. I condone this. I condone this intro. As, patri- as patriots, every time I mention a key fact about Washington, we're going to down it. All right. All right. Ready? I Hear that am- fife drum playing? There's my friend. Hell yeah. Standing by. George Washington was born 1733 in Virginia to Mary and Augustine. Drink. He did not blast down daddy's cherry tree. His dad, his stupid idiot dad, uh, likes cherry trees. He dies, and then George becomes a land surveyor. Takes a trip, a little vacay to Barbados with his half-brother, Larry Washington. I love Larry. Larry's the best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets them smallpox. He's like the Joey on Friends. <laughs> Thick ass thighs. Washington's got him, so he joins the Vir- Vir- uh, Virginia militia. It's a good way to do an ass. intro. Just fumbling, uh, fumbling yeah. at the intro. That's what it's yeah. That's what it's for. All right, he's sent out on his first mission. It was a peaceful mission to kick the French out of Ohio. Peaceful. Peaceful. He meets, meets this uh, Native American chap named Tana Charrison. They ambush some French guys. Shit gets crazy. Tana Charrison cleaves the French officer in the head and squishes his brains. Fuck. Congratulations. Washington basically started the Seven Years' War, the First World War. Then he just gets his butt pushed in and surrenders to the French. Surrendering to the French. After that, he's like, I'm done. Quits the military. But then he rejoins... Uh, to fight the French-Indian War. And he loses a whole bunch of troops to friendly fire and everything. Great. And finally, he meets that big titty, Martha Custis. And they about to get married. Mm. Cool. All right, start the fucking show. Oh, God. (laughs) Make it happen. Uh, I'm tired of waiting. Theme song. Boop, boop, boop. (laughs) I wanna be the very best. Shut up! That's that's not our theme song. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hello, welcome to Roast Mortem, the bravest podcast in the world. And when I say brave, I mean that you, the listener, are very brave. I'm Tom. The original fallen soldier here, Travis. Uh, The OG Cody will be your Cody for this evening. Cody is the original gangster. I'm the original Cody. There have been other Codys. Dave was a Cody for an evening, if you can remember. Mm. And uh, so Mike's not here again. Surprise, surprise. We got a coward in our hands. Unlike our listeners. Who show up. You have to be brave. You have to be brave to listen. Yeah, and you yeah. have to be especially brave to listen not through headphones to our show. Wow. What a... <laughs> I didn't even I realize that's an you, option. I challenge you to go to a Wendy's. Go to a fine establishment. Fine dining. <laughs> Wendy's. And then just get a Bluetooth speaker and listen. Be brave. And I have a feeling be that brave. after we do this intro, uh, George Washington, episode two out of the three series... 
this is going to be the one where we pick up, guys, because everybody wants to hear that they're brave. Correct? Yeah, yeah Washington loved to hear that he was brave. Right. I like to hear that I'm brave. You know what I like to hear? Travis, how was your week? Maybe you could tell me that. Whoa. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you, it was a very brave week for me. I was so brave that I was going to make a meatloaf, but then I said, no, wait, I'll make a dick loaf. So I shaped what? that meatloaf wow. into a dick. I saw that on Twitter. Into a that firm penis. And guess what? Guess what? Where do you think I started with the cutting? Uh, did you circumcise? I circumcised wow. the whole head off and ate that shit in mashed potatoes. Like a man. Like a man oh. does. <laughs> like a man taking a firm penis of meat. That's uh, yeah. comforting. comforting and homoerotic at the same time. Comfort food. Who doesn't like a nice uh, cock head on their plate? Oh, I should have filled it Home with cook. like cheese or something. So when you squeezed no. it, it all mm. came out the front. No, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Cody, how's your week? Did you bad. Uh, have any uh, elongated foods? Did I have? I guess the spaghetti is technically elongated, but it's all tangled up. So spaghetti dick, spaghettified. <laughs> we all hate spaghetti dicks. Um, nothing too eventful happened this week, but I just earlier today I did get the awesome news that uh, my 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 dear old mum has has rung the bell on breast cancer. So huzzah. Fuck Yay. yeah! Yay for my mother. Good. Congratulations. If you're if you if you've got an alcoholic thing, take a sip to my mom. Hell yeah! I'm, be, I'm being that greedy motherfucker right now that's doing that on the podcast. Fuck yeah! I'm so glad that so, uh, Miss Cody, Miss Cody. Yeah, uh, yeah. No one knows her last name because it's not the last name you think it'd be. Yeah, Miss Cody beat it. Fuck that. Fuck those germs going in the titties. Good. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. No one likes cancer. Yeah, you, you stay out of my mom's tits, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a poetic, poetic. Get out of here, cancer. Classic. Gets off. Uh, Tom, did you have to turn into a Breaking Bad and Jesse Pinkman to beat the meth cancer? What? What? So that's how Breaking Bad started. He got cancer, and they had to make meth. All right, and, and segue. All, it all started. Good segue. All right. Yeah. Well, that's more like a reference. That's a segue. That's a. Dude, uh, I know about that. It's like a segue to a reference that doesn't go anywhere. And the idea of a segue is that you continue going. So it's like stairs that go nowhere. That thing Tom, that just came going? out of your mouth. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm healthy now, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you doing? I bought a yoga ball. Oh, yeah. so. So like you, at home, I'm brave now as well. So um, brave. I, I am doing one of the equivalencies of uh, when ladies wear yoga pants with no plans of improving themselves. I am yeah, man. on a yoga ball. I am healthy. I am eating Panera. Oh. Broccoli cheddar. One half of my meal. The other a half. Red Bull. Grilled Red cheese. Bull, Red Bull. Cheddar. Red Bull. That's healthy. Very healthy. Vitamins. A lot of them. I have a lot of Gatorade now in my fridge. I, Tom, are you are you wearing pants right now on your yoga ball, or are you letting that sack hit the sack? I'm actually not on the yoga ball right now because my doctor advised me that I should only be using it 20 minutes a day. Okay. All right. Uh, That's but, good. But I'd like you guys, before we continue, to congratulate me yeah. on my bravery and my so yoga brave. ball. Tom, you're so brave. Congratulations. Indeed. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's start the show now. Never. Yeah, I don't think you need to ask who's on the Choppy Mins because uh, we already know who's in the Choppy Mins. He's already been chopped. 
Mike would have to ask. Mike yeah, will he- ask eventually when I when I unfire him. So you heard the intro. We got Washington, the man who sparked the powder keg that was the Seven Years' War. He's a try-hard military guy and pretty much failed at everything he's ever done. Um, but somehow, uh, Commander keeps getting knocked out, and uh, he keeps getting put in charge. And where we left off, he was about to seal the deal with that big titty milf, Martha Custis. Mm. Thank you. Nice. He's about to ram that big old Washington cock into the his, her small body. <laughs> small body. That's all it you takes, though. Such a way with words. Yeah. That's, that's all it takes is giant thighs, like our man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to mm-hmm. rule a nation, perhaps terribly, but still to do so with thighs, no less. Mm-hmm. But there was another lady. He was using his sexual thighs on another lady. That's so why I got two thighs. And yeah. her name, I'm going to give it away right now, Sally Fairfax. None other than his dead brother Larry's sister-in-law. Whoa. Now That's a tangled family tree. Now, if I remember correctly, she was very rich. Yes, the Fairfaxes are loaded. So oh. I'll just put it out there that George Washington had a brain in his head. <laughs> yeah, Martha was also oh. rich. He's trying to get double rich ladies. Oh, maybe you just find out which is richer. You know, you, you, you bend them over long enough until you can start thumbing through the archives of, of, of <laughs> accounting papers, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, you hear that? You got to, like, shove her face into the pillow so she can't see, and then with the other hand, look through her, Reach her in, checkbook. Reach into the QuickBooks, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right, oh. like right there on the nightstand. This is what I'm assuming a lot of rich people do this. They have iPads with their QuickBooks right there, yep. and you can read them. As you're making love to them. But that's that's Fa- a story for a different day, really. It's happening here. I don't want to unpack that anymore. Travis, continue. Yeah. Face in the pillow, quick books. So Whoa. Washington had uh, been slipping his quill into her parchment, sliding into them DMs for years now. Mm. Um, mm. We don't exactly know what transpired here. They may have done some tip touching. They might have not. They might have just been friends. They did. They did. Okay. I did. They History had sex says with they each did. Other. They had sex with each other because one had what the other wanted. And that works <laughs> in both ways. Thighs. Wow. Yeah. So there was a little letter transaction between Washington on his ride home from this fort that he captured. Remember the one he like ran into and everyone wasn't there? And he's like, I win. Yes. Yeah. So he he starts sending some letters back and... There's a little bit of a beef going on. He's like, guess what? I'm getting married. Uh, it's been great talking to you. I can't talk to you no more. Wow. And he ghosted her. Straight up ghosted this bitch. Whoa. Okay. Was he allowed in Virginia again? Yeah, she was. In, they're like neighbors. Wait. So he maybe go- there might have been some backdoor action. Who knows? <laughs> okay. So, like, I'll talk to you never. But then, like, also never is, like, next time I'm drunk. Yeah, so he wrote never and then drew a very, uh, in quill and ink, like a very detailed winky face emoji. Right. With wrinkles okay. and everything. Because he's nice. what now? 30, 30-ish? 32? Uh, no, he's 23, or 26. 26. Okay, so 26. at that time, you're pretty wrinkled. Yeah. Well, he's also got the pox. He's got to pull the pock marks. Well, you know. Wrinkled as fuck. Crater, yeah. even. Very hot. 
So he's like, I'm going to get married, uh, and he doesn't return her letters. Eventually, him and Sally would start talking again once she moved back to England. He slid right back in them DMs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was like a long-distance thing. Sending those whole... We talked about the dick imprints on paper. You gotta, like, oh, mash your dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta mash your dick into some ink and then just flop it out on the parchment and press. It's like uh-huh. a raw shock. But instead of everyone... Uh, Instead of everyone's like pretending they didn't see dicks in it first, they just <laughs> see the dicks in it because that's what a raw shock is. What? How many? What kind of dicks do you see here? Uh, butterfly dicks. Uh, walrus. Yes. So Martha and George get married. Mar- George is twenty six and Martha is twenty seven. They're only a few months, you know, apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is the this is seventeen fifty eight. And Washington's retirement begins at Mount Vernon. That's right. He's retired now. Oh, love 26. That's <clears throat> just fine. Martha was one of the wealthiest women in the South. Her estate estimate, uh, her estate estimated, the estimates are around uh, 18,000 acres that she owned. On top of that, she owned 200 slaves. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, at least they can spread out. Now, I'm willing to admit it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because we all have that g- friend. It's just like I remember you owned a Zoom, and they're too embarrassed to admit that even. But like, I, yeah, slavery. It keeps haunting us. Keeps haunting us. Mm-hmm. Now these slaves worked for Washington, but they were not in fact his. And then this is important. And we're gonna really go dive into the slavery thing in our third episode. But I wanted to point out that he just. He had 100 slaves, now he has 300 slaves, but 200 of those are dower slaves. He doesn't own those slaves, they're uh, the Custis slaves, they're part of their estate. Okay. Like, they still own, like, right. they're no, leasing, I, I, leasing the car, right? Well, he's getting the use That's out of it. Weird. You know, they're not, these slaves yeah. aren't working for Martha's family. Right, and George is yeah. like, "Hey, I have some ideas for a treehouse I'd like to build. I have some decks I'd like built, uh, a pool, perhaps, perhaps <laughs> some other industries that are very questionable, even running today, perhaps on other sides of the planet. I don't know, but what I do know is that if you have them, use them." <laughs> all right, all right, Tom. Uh, well, all right. I was going to say I'm not justify. I'm not trying to be like, "Oh, Washington only owned a hundred slaves. You didn't own three hundred slaves." I'm not trying to justify it. I just wanted right. to let you know he gets these dower slaves. Important. It's important. It's important. important. Okay. So this period is one of the most settled periods of Washington's life. He becomes a a gentleman farmer, as we've talked about. Right, Those, uh-huh. which is basically some rich white dude who rides around on a horse and watches slaves sweat in the sun and grow things, like chickens. Sweaty chickens. Grow chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I sure could use an egg or two. <laughs> Let's plant them first. Let's see what they're in the ground like. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at these Chicken egg crops. onions. Pre-marinated for your favorite omelets. Do you, can you marinate eggs? You got to make sure that gizzard isn't wilting. You don't want the sour eggs. No sour eggs here. Yeah. Uh, so Jeez. Mount Vernon wasn't really a plantation, as the plantations plantations were usually a large single crop, like tobacco or wheat. 
Uh, Washington was more like one of those crunchy co-op farms. He just kind of like grew whatever, and like because he wasn't a businessman. No, he wasn't. He was a gentleman farmer. Right, gentleman farmer. I like radishes. I like arugula. So yeah, these are very limited in the time of year. So growing those things, the rest of it's just standing around with their hands in their pockets. Man, I would be so mad if my boss. And when I say boss, if I was a slave, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> If, oh, okay. if 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 my if I got really good at growing, cultivating one type of thing, and then I get a new guy who's like, "Hey, it's me. I'm borrowing you." So fuck this guy to begin with, and then right. he's like, "We're not growing that anymore. We're not growing <laughs> cotton and the things. At least you know the, the, you might not take comfort in them, but you take comfort in the fact that you know what you're doing." Well, well now we're gonna change it up every season. We're gonna wow. we're gonna put pear trees in. We're gonna take them out before they even fruit, because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, Washington was kind of like progressive. He used to have free range. He had free range hogs, and one of the activities, and I call it activities like it's a child's game. One of the activities the slaves would have to do would catch these hogs. He'd be like, "Oh, dude, the bacon tastes so much better when they're running around free, not like you guys." Just oh, catch them hogs. So that's an interesting like way to be a dick and also get like dinner with a show it's just like I'm gonna eat this hog but I also get to giggle at the people like trying to like chase him down and slaughter him yeah that's case in point about what I was just saying like yeah I my life used to suck I used to grow tobacco and this guy had whipped me now my new life is growing tobacco and then in my spare time I have to chase down a hog and 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 this guy's gonna make fun of me the whole time so, speaking of Virginia's cash crop tobacco, Washington knew that tobacco wasn't the best uh, crop to grow because it spoiled the soil. Um, really? Yeah, it, it, it's, it like depletes the soil of its nutrition, nutrients, spaghetti we and shit. love cigarettes, Travis. Uh, but it also was flooding the market at the time. Everyone was trying to sell t- tobacco, so he's like, I gotta diversify. So... <laughs> He had cattle. He had pigs, as I mentioned. He grew wheat, corn, barley. He had a cidery. He had a brewery. And, of course, he grew hemp. Hemp. Cannabis. Okay. For paper. Now, for not yeah. these, we these mentioned this sick in, I things think, in the that fir- people are into. Yeah. Shut we up. mentioned this in the first episode. Washington did not get dank like Cody over here. who he looks like he's on cloud 24. You That's hear that, Cody? Fun. Yeah. You're a waste. You're a Are waste, Cody. Get on my level. Get on my level. <laughs> no, this was the boring type of cannabis that that you could be used for jute or paper. Jute. Like so if you're into bondage, jute rope, get that shit. So, yes, hemp is the shit, you know, you probably bought that overpriced shampoo that's infused with hemp because you think do. it's going to be so fucking sick when you get high in the shower, and then you're really disappointed because this shit doesn't do anything. Mm. Is that why hemp has come and gone so easily, just because a bunch of people thought it would get them high? I don't know. My dad uses hemp shampoo, hmm. and it just made my armpits smell like weed, but they still smell like weed, which is weird. I think I'm just naturally a dank boy. I <laughs> yeah yeah no, got no me explanation needed. Let's keep going. Washington was very fond of his doggos. Oh. He kept a large kennel. Well, I mean, he didn't really keep it. The slaves did. 
But here's some of the funny names. He names his doggos. One of them was called Moose. One of them was called True Love. And the other one, Sweet Lips. Okay. Here's the thing with Cody and pet names that have nothing to do with the species you Here he is, pets. talking, oh, talking in the third person Cody. I, Tell I, us. <laughs> triggered OCD Cody. It's just like... How how do how do women run around with a Pomeranian and call that Pomeranian Simba? <laughs> what are you doing? Why is that dog called Moose? I like Moose. It's just like why would you have an animal pet and call it not the animal species name? It, you know what, Cody? It's to fuck with you. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, it's only Fucking that's they're looking for someone like I you. Knew it. Wait, oh. and they want to fuck with you, Cody. Oh you're focusing God. on moose, but you're not focusing on sweet lips. Dogs yes. don't have yes. lips. <laughs> they got the jowls. Yeah, that's not a lip. And also, and like, is how did you know they were sweet? Yeah, is Washington a furry? Is he touching his dog's lips? Like sweet lips to a dog is synonymous with calling your dog mustard butthole, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you know? Why is know. that the name? Sweet Lips rolls off the tongue. Mustard butthole, I get that there's not as big of a market for that name, but th- the mindset is the same. So he used to use his poocheroos for fox hunting, something that he used to do a lot of. All right. Uh, and he was actually the creator of the breed, the American Foxhound. So if you own one of those, oh. that's a George Washington dog. Hmm. That dog shits dollars. <laughs> It'll cut down <laughs> a fucking tree when you're not looking. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool dog. It's like a tall dog. I, I don't know anything about breeds, actually. I, I shouldn't be weighing in on this. I know what a, 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 a lab is. Washington had seen a bison out on the frontier. As you know, bison aren't really on the East Coast. But it's seen one. He's like, look at that big old cow that's got a beard. And he's like, I need that large animal in my life. So he had a lifelong dream of bringing bison to Virginia. Don't know if that dream was accomplished, but he just used to talk about, I'm going to get one of those and bring it back I, to Virginia. Do <laughs> something with it? Just eat it or have it? I don't, can you milk bison? Do they have penises? Yeah, of course you can. What? Yeah. It's like a super soaker. You just keep pumping enough. One other thing he had, he kept bees. A lot of bees. I like bees. Uh, Because Washington had a sweet tooth. He loved honey. Oh. He's like Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooch. Uh, And that leads us to another big legend of Washington, his wood teeth. We all knew we were coming here. I didn't want to say anything. You got to let me know what's going on with this one, Travis. So, along the same lines of chopping down his daddy's stupid cherry tree, which is a myth, Washington did not have wood teeth. Because that's dumb, right? Am I, am I the only person that's... I, I feel like I was the only person in the universe that is just saying, like, thinking to himself, like, wooden teeth is retarded even given the materials he had for the time. Am I not... I, I like have I'm a, on to something. I have a dog named Rhino, and it has wood teeth. Stop it. You stop it right now. Cody's having an aneurysm right yeah. now. He's twitching in one eye. He hates you, it. You leave me alone. He's the only Cody in the world. I am special. <laughs> Actually, Washington's teeth were something out of a horror film. Yeah? 
Now, Washington probably started losing his teeth when he had smallpox in Barbados. That disease is known to loosen the teeth from the gums. Uh, they all wiggly, you know? It's a nightmare I have. Mm. I feel like I've told Tom like about 40 times where I have like the fragile teeth nightmare. Very common. Yeah, that's a that's a scary one. Reoccurring. Does that mean you're vain? I've heard that. Uh, I feel it, like that is true in the most unflattering way for me. <laughs> it's not that I'm like, oh, what makeup do I wear? It's just like, which t-shirt do I continue to stink up today? There's a school of thought where it's about vanity, where that's something you've been thinking about too much, but I truly believe that it's you voted wrong. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, but I don't know. That's the, you know, that's, uh, I believe it's what, that. It's what they say. Now, yeah, it doesn't matter who you voted for. It's wrong. <laughs> that's all. It doesn't help that Washington also loved wine. Uh, Moderna's wine, I think. It's a Spanish wine. Yeah. Uh, and his favorite food was hoe cakes and honey. Hoe cakes. Yeah, I've heard that term in forever, man. If you don't, if you don't know what a hoe cake is, it's basically a corn muffin pancake. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's it's when you're so southern, you just forget the tea. Hoe cakes. Hoe cakes. Not hot cakes. You you get back to the north, you filthy Yankee. Uh, imagine being so poor on the timeline. That this is your favorite food. And when I say oh, poor on the timeline, I mean like everyone back then was poor compared to us. It's all different, with, man. With our hot pockets. Lobster That's, used to be a poor food. Yeah. Everything was different back then. So he's eating this, this thing <laughs> that I couldn't imagine more than six people like today. And it's his favorite food. Oh, and, yes. I'm the first president. And everyone's paying taxes, so I can eat hoe cakes. Yeah, so all this, roll. all this honey, sweet wine, and all this the disease. Uh, by the time Washington was elected president in his sixties, he had one single tooth in his gummy mouth that was his own. <laughs> what would he do with it? I would do things if I had one tooth. Like open beer cans, you know what I mean? I don't. Could you? You don't have the. You just be mashing that cap into your gums. Yeah, it's but still loose. Thing, no, no, beer cans like the punch top <laughs> ones, like <laughs> like. And you know that tooth is in juice. there. That tooth is in there like adamantian because it's it's the survivor. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I don't know if that's true at all. I think if you're down to one tooth, it's not like the best tooth. Okay, it's. <laughs> you know, what do you mean? It's the only tooth. Of course, it's the best one. <laughs> it's, it's it's your best tooth. That's yeah. yeah that's but what it's it, not that's what the best tooth. Like you might be able to crack into a banana oh. all slick like that, but maybe not. A beer can. Oh, I don't know. Man. If any of our listeners drink Mountain Dew three times a day, please tweet at yeah. us and let us know. You know the you know the one good tooth you used to, you know, debarnacle your fucking Chevy Impala. <laughs> <laughs> Washington wore dentures throughout his career, and made what of what what were said dentures made out of? It's well, got to be something like ivory, right? He had a different. He had a bunch of different sets. And one of the times, whenever you see a picture of Washington, he kind of always looks different. And people speculate that he would wear different dentures, which would change the shape of his jawline. That is true. So if you look at, like, the picture of him on the $1 bill, he's very square-faced. But then you see, like, him crossing the 
the um, Delaware, and he's not yeah. as boxy faced. These are my war dentures. Yeah. So what gives? Why okay. not just have one sweet pair? Well, uh, he had like a premium pair, and we're gonna talk about that. But when he'd start to lose his shitty teeth, he's like, "Oh no, they're falling out of my mouth. I gotta <laughs> save these." So he'd put them in a jar full of wine, which he thought would preserve them. That's yes, really that's dumb. A, that's how <laughs> that works. Yeah. Um, and at some point, he gave it to his dentist, a man named Doctor Watson. This like jar of just shitty, rotting wine teeth. He's like, can you make me a set of dentures out of these boys? <laughs> and the dentist looked at these shitty, rotten, black teeth. He's like, no, Mr. Washington, these are garbage. Uh, where is your brain, man? <laughs> that, it's always a human thing to always want to be whole. Like, oh, this came out of me. Can you put this back into me? But dentists are, are never like that. They're just like, no, you don't need teeth. We'll put some good old porcelain in you. It'll be stronger than anything you could have grown yourself. You I'm excited to, to have you. some metal teeth one day. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm going for it. Now, I, I've told myself several times, I've probably lied to myself, but I'm thinking by the age of 50, I'm going to have a full rack of platinum teeth. Dude, Fuck yeah. There's like, there's like that one chick that like intentionally had her teeth pulled and then it had veneers in. She was like twenty something. Dude, I want veneers so bad. Yeah, man. Like she was, why not? She was just like, but I'm not going to save my teeth. Away. Those yeah, well, are garbage. They go in the true. toilet. A veneer. The they fish. have to file uh, uh, with a veneer. They file down the tooth, so it still has the root. I just want my whole lower half of my head removed and <laughs> teeth that are very sexy and extensive put there. Any questions? Are you riffraff? I am. I'm not as rich as him. Ah, uh, I don't have as many stupid tattoos. But I feel like he and I would get along. Yeah, me too. Washington's uh, dentures were actually kind of like a like a global big game hunter's trophy room. Cody, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It was ivory. Yeah, uh, but baby. it was ivory from hippos, walruses, elephants. And some of his molars were from lesser animals like deer. Question. Like he was going to see those. Qu- question. How much of an elephant yeah. do you need to kill to get a little bit of teeth for a human? Like human teeth worth of, like why opt for deer in the back? You know, why not just, just do one thing? That's nice. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure whoever kills that elephant to get that big old tusk, he's like, each tooth is going to be a lot like, a, you know. Like a lot of money. That's fine. I'm renting 300 slaves right now. I have endless supply of something. I don't even know what it is because I don't know how to farm. My wife has huge tits. Give it to me. Right. So those were the expensive pair. Uh, Now here is the extremely gross part. His EDCs or everyday chompers were in fact uh, slaves teeth. Oh, Ah, there's the kicker. Yes. So Washington paid for his slaves' teeth. So when Washington smiled, uh, which was rare, you were grinning at the teeth of whipped enslaved humans. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice horror thing. Bad. On top of that, on top of, okay, so this was a time when people sold their teeth. It just 
people would be like, ah, I'll knock a tooth out and sell it. Washington looked at the teeth for sale, mainly out of New York, which is the maiden hub of teeth, I guess, and was like, damn, those teeth are expensive. I'm not paying that much for human teeth. And then went to his slave master and was like, yo, ask the slaves like if they'd be willing to part with their teeth for half their price that they sell in New York. Oh, so this is suddenly like a very uncreative game of Saw. Right? <laughs> it's just like, uh, do you want to give a tooth and knock off like a bunch of like, you know, your quote unquote sins of your father that you never really like had? Okay, I got to ask. Now, I know this is not as easy as I'm laying this down right now, but this question, it's valid. Unionize, right? Because you could uh-huh. do that and just don't sell your yeah. teeth, slaves. I can't tell slaves what to do in the past. I know I know no. I don't understand what the hell they went through. I know it's terrible. It's a nightmare. But uh-huh. you would uh-huh. think that when your master goes, "Hey, teeth," you just go, "No." <laughs> teeth question no. mark no. is the worst question I've ever <laughs> heard. Teeth? But if you say no, now you have a gummy master. Okay? <laughs> and that's funny. And you could take that to the bank. More so than the five cents that he's going to give you for them. (laughs) Yeah. So with Washington's Saw-inspired grill, as you mentioned, Cody, Washington joined the Virginia House of Burgesses, which was the local Senate, government, whatever. Mm. Um, So along with this and his wife's rich estate, it put him in the top of the Virginia aristocracy. Um. It was very hard to weasel your way up to the top of this social ladder. You know, you had to have a lot of cards in the right holes to get the stars to align. Okay. Cards in the right holes to get the stars to align. Yeah. Uh, But it was even harder staying there because, I mean, well, actually, it wasn't that hard to stay there. You had slaves, but Virginians were really stupid. (laughs) You just had to sell your shit. At the, I said Virginians were. Now they're one of the smartest people around. Very Love smart you, Virginia. People. Love Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. <clears throat> Washington and his social class fashioned themselves to be amongst the elite of Britain. This meant that they had to dress, uh, impress, and live the part. And how would they do that? Ah, pompously? Yeah, well, all of these farmers had accounts with goods brokers in London. So along with selling their crops off in London, these brokers would be like, hey, um, I'll send you like a box of stuff, kind of like a loot crate or a a stitch fix box. We're here. Yeah. We're at this point. What's a loot crate? History. Uh, so a loot crate is just you pay a subscription and you get Nintendo Xbox gear every month that people curate for you. What kind of gear do you get, Travis? Uh, the, Tom, we're not sponsored by Loot Crate. It's mostly so we <laughs> answer the question. To say, I'm asking a question. Garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. Mostly garbage. It's like yeah. stickers, a lariat from like a convention that never happened, <laughs> and then like two, maybe like. A clearance 
like Minecraft figures because they've been patched out of the game. If you know someone who is being had by a loot crate service, it's 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 over. It's mostly over. It's over now. Ah, right, Stitch Time. Fix is going strong. Stitch Fix well, is basically yeah. like a thing where it's like I like to dress in all baggy clothes and wear denim, and then some algorithms like just send you fucking jean jackets. Yeah, it's like you're this type of person. Oh, okay, that's every well, month. <laughs> You are. You're not special. <laughs> and a stupid marketing team figured that out. And that's great. But so if you know someone who's using that, steal their credit card, make many fraudulent charges because they're a dummy. So they didn't, they these stupid notice. tech bros didn't even figure this shit out because this was going on in the fucking ninth, in the 18th century. So these mm. farmers would be like, yeah, send me a box of like the latest fashion, best booze and home goods from London. Back to my place. And usually by the time it arrived back in Virginia, it was passe and like out of fashion. Something that Washington himself complained about. It's like, oh, you sent me this coat and like no one wears this coat anymore. It's like, yeah, it had to oh. go across the fucking Atlantic, you dumb. Well, how so does he know no one's wearing it? That's the thing. <laughs> like he's <laughs> like in the middle fucking, of a field. Dude, that's what GameStop does. As soon as like FIFA 2020 comes out, FIFA 2019 becomes $1. Well, that's not the point I'm getting at is that how does he know? Well, apparently he'd complain about it. What is it like the the loot the, his loot crate box comes in along with a note saying that all your shit is from 2 quarters ago and you should be <laughs> fucking ashamed of yourself. You must yeah, yeah that's how long it takes to and, cross the pond. And now you're in debt for some reason. Right. Oh, An- another another problem Washington had to get these loot crates and he'd be like, Yeah, you know, usually when you fill this shit out online, you'd be like, I wear double XL fat boy child. So Washington would fill yeah, out yeah, his yeah. like sizes and like send that off to London, but none of the clothes fit him because of his thick ass Washington thighs. Wow. Mm. Still. Yeah. So he had to have it tailored. Well, Did whatever. Have fucking just pumpkin, pumpkin gourds for goddamn quadriceps, Travis? He, he definitely did. Imagine being that sweet in your body area and then having the shittiest fucking teeth in the world. I'd rather be a fat dude with nice teeth. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- those like Travis. Just- Look at that beautiful <laughs> face he's got. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pearlies. Uh, Virginians, especially Washington, had a problem with these London brokers when it came to the, their crops. You see, the sale of any of the crops they made in Virginia was not finalized until it reached London. So there's all sorts of shitty mishap that could have happened at sea, um, leading to these brokers short-ending the stick. How do you say that? Short-the-sticking them? Short-sticking them. Uh, Actually, I know what you're trying to say, but you just confused (laughs) me a lot, to be honest. Yeah, that that, that was weird. I think our listeners, our brave listeners... Probably feel the same way them right the now. Short end of the stick. Yes. Yeah, giving them like a <laughs> short sticking them. A short <laughs> short gonna, shafting them. I'm gonna take you home and short stick you. I, I think you just combined short ended, getting shorted and short end of the stick in one. Yeah, I think that's just what happened. So yeah, it, it made some sense. It's also already confusing. There's a short end of the stick. It's just it's a stick. Cody, that's not how <laughs> like, it works. If you and me play lacrosse, you're getting the short end of the stick, okay? Oh, right in the booty! And it's not because I'm good at lacrosse. I'm just aggressive at pole grabbing. 
I've seen it. So uh, on top of the brokers like fucking up their sales and this loot and this loot crate system, it was very easy for Virginians to rack up debt with their brokers. And debt was something that was not unknown to Washington. In fact, Mount Vernon barely broke even in its profits. And like while Washington was very land rich, he owned a ton of land. He was always cash poor. That's something that's so weird to me. It's just like sell sell some of it, you idiot. Right, but there's a time when there's so much land that like and not enough people that have money, like enough yeah. money to buy it. Some people will be like, I can't, like, yeah. I, I don't need that next to free land. No, thank you. Yeah. if I would just go buy it somewhere else because fuck you, Washington, with yeah. your shitty teeth and your yeah. unniceness. Speaking of land, he gets even more land when he starts the Mississippi Land Company. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did that just fucking tickle me? The Land Company. Yeah, this is a company that gets land. Just makes land happen. Yeah. And he acquires even more land out in the Ohio Territory. Fantastic. Great. By by the 1760s, colonists were starting to get a little butthurt about having to pay their fair share of taxes to the crown. And we all know about the Stamp Act and the Townsend Act. Wait, what? If you you don't know about that, you can go back and listen to Sam Adams' episode. Because, like, mainly all this rebellion and protesting was happening up in New England. But down in Virginia, it was kind of, like, lukewarm-ish. People, like, heard about this in the paper. They're like, oh. You can take it or leave it. Yeah. Eh. Washington himself was very pro-crown because he had fought under the crown. Um, but he was anti-parliament and especially anti, like, these London brokers. You can't like them. You can't, you can't yeah. win. You're going to always take a bit of tomato or something off of that burger. And, and, yeah. And here's Washington, a man who's royal to the crown. Ha, ha, he. Yeah. Didn't that just ruin your history brain? <laughs> right? Slightly. Virginians were mainly pissed off at these brokers, and they felt like they were cheating them. Um, and while Washington su- uh, publicly supported boycotts against British products, he was not about to cancel his London loot crate. And after no. he said, oh, yeah, boycott the British, he like hit up his broker and was like, can you send me another cool coat that has Far Cry on it? Can you get it here faster? Yeah. Expedite. I, I don't need a parka. I, I, I have so many parkas. Give me something better. He was also appalled by the Boston Tea Party. He was like, look at these idiots ruining the crown's like fucking tea. That's my shit. (laughs) I drink that. Yeah, I like chocolate milk. (laughs) Shipped all the way across the Atlantic. I think there was... Travis would just open up chocolate milks first off the ship without any refrigeration. (laughs) Nope, nope. And just start guzzling... Half pint carton after a half pint carton. I could see that being printed on the dollar bill, though. I like chocolate milk, but like like a big old uh, like two commas between I like and chocolate milk, just to really drive it home. I like chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah. George Washington, first president, running for president. This is worth one dollar. Mm. All in all, I don't think Southerners in general mainly got involved for the revolution for anything other than trying to cut the British out of their profits. 
and to become the ruling class of America. So you cut off the top, you know, you cut off the top, you're at the top, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what the balls are thinking about the tip of the penis all the yeah, time. It's like, all oh, yeah, time. we ejaculate now. There's no more tip. They come to <laughs> us for the goods, not knowing Late. that no one wants to ride your mutated penis. Please Cut stick, the middleman out. Please stick us balls inside of the woman. <laughs> let us let us steep. let us pretend we can shoot our seed directly. We Cut can pretend to have out. eyes. <laughs> wow. That's disgusting. That, that just said so much about like corporation and greed though. Yeah, just, right? Imagine a scrotum just screaming like, we don't need that middle. <laughs> I'll do it. Washington- Send me in, coach. <laughs> Washington also owned a whole shit ton of land in the Ohio Territory, and the British had recognized various Native American tribes and gave them their right to the land, a land that Washington technically owned on paper. So the British were like, oh, oh Iroquois, that's your land, dude. And Washington like, no, dude, I own it. Oh, they double booked. Yeah. They said two people could have the same thing. So we can see reasons why Washington would get more and more involved with these colonists that were starting to assemble against the crown. <coughs> oh. Tom, you're right. You got COVID? <coughs> Tom's dying. Ah. <laughs> You good, my boy? Oh, you came. You came pretty far that time, Tom. Yeah, was that oh. was that your balls coming? <laughs> Just cutting out the middleman. Let's <laughs> get right to the point. That's what corporate America does, dude. No, you know what it, we it, need to do? We, we need it, to it, no. We need to get rid of this Movember shit and make November the month of cutting out the middleman. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dunk them balls. Cody, yeah, I like this sentiment re- you just had. I like this sentiment. This is what corporate America does. Yeah, this is. Just, let's cut out the middleman. There's no, there's right. no head of the penis. It's just that's balls. why there's nothing left to enjoy. No, <laughs> yeah. no. What's the it's point? Just who wants to get like balls pushed in their face? You want a good like you know, let's say seven and a half inch uh, like a corporate cock. You, you don't want, want the, options. The stump. You want yeah. options. You you can always. Remove the semen and put it wherever you want, whether it's two fake grapes that are next to your bed where you keep your <laughs> QuickBooks iPad. Excuse me, I'm still coughing. It's good recovery. I'm impressed, my friend. But but you want options, and this is why America's out of options. Yeah, if you well, want to cut that dick off, let them leave the dick intact so you could do that yourself as the consumer. Right. Right. So Big Daddy Washington is all about chopping off that British dick and just having just American balls, just truck nuts. It's a shame. It's a shame. Um, yeah. so Washington skipped over the first Continental Congress, but when the second one assembled in Philly in 1775, Washington put on his military uniform and headed off for some cheesesteaks. Really? Yes. Now, Washington was always like the example of a Roman stoic. Uh, not not a man of many words. Cody, can you tell us what a stoic is? <clears throat> Besides a boring for the, person. For the weebs out there, it's the, 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 the muscular character that doesn't talk. The man of few words. Thanks for the addressing the weebs first. Roosevelt. 
Thanks for addressing the six it's weebs we I have. It's how I handled that. It's it's how I was given that concept. It's just like, oh, it's it's the piccolo of of, of the fucking anime series. Can we not start with American television? Wharf. Wharf yes. is st- because a stoic. Dragon Ball Z is... Alf is not a stoic. He eats <laughs> cats and he's loose and boogery. Dude, I'm Alf. That lines I love up. cats, though. I'm sorry, but can anyway, we continue with your No, that's, that's all it example. is. It's the man yeah. of few words that has like the broadest shoulders. Somehow. Right, so that's Washington. He walks in the room, he doesn't say anyone, anything, and everyone's like, oh. Washington saw space he take up. Yeah. Uh, stoic <laughs> thinkers don't really show their hand, um, and they kind of have this idea of being be- above or beyond ambition, but as we know, Washington is a very ambitious man, and there is a reason why Washington showed up it- to Philly in his military uniform. He wanted now, to marry Philadelphia. Yeah. He wanted to give him a big old smooch like in Times Square after World War II. Mm. You know what Philadelphia means? Brotherly love. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Now, Washington wasn't a nobody, right? He had been coined a hero in the French and Indian War, even though in reality he had no clue what he was doing and killed a lot of people. <laughs> he kind of started it, too. Yeah. Now, Washington claimed that he was just there to witness the event, and he didn't want any part in being commander of the rebel Continental Army. He's like, not me. I just showed up here in a military uniform, but not me. I'm just going to hang out. <laughs> in my military uniform. Fuck yeah. off. His image and attitude, or lack thereof, uh, said something different. Washington, although not running for the position of commander of the Continental Army, beat out his competition, Charles Lee and John Hancock, and he became the commander of America's first army. Wow. Amazing. That's all it takes, just showing up sometimes. With slave teeth. <laughs> yeah. Washington, who was a gentleman. Remember, a gentleman is not supposed to work for money. He just has money out of <laughs> nowhere. Right. Patreon.com slash Roast <laughs> One day <laughs> you will be listening to three gentlemen and one skateboarder. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't count. So, like, if you're a gentleman, you don't even, like, entertain the idea of t- taking a job. Like, that would be disgraceful. Mm-hmm. And so he leads the army without pay, right? So you might think, oh, wow, Washington, he loves America, dude. Wow. He, he did it for free. Kind of like how Donald Trump is refusing the presidential paycheck. Because he's an American. <laughs> yeah, he likes ruffles, sour cream, and cheddar. There's an ulterior motive. Some say it's bad. Some say it's good. Some call him orange. Some people call him strange and, and strong. You say tax write-off. I say tax write-off. Right now, as we record this, the second presidential debate is happening on television. And the oh, yeah, only yeah. winner is who's ever broadcasting it. <laughs> yeah. There, there the is no... winner is... Whoever's letting the flies loose in that fucking auditorium. Oh, come on. Dude, let them all be flied up. Who cares? Next time, we're the third debate, we're going to have a whole octopus come out of fucking Joe Biden's head. Because it's... Ed- <laughs> <laughs> and Cthulhu-ish. It's, it's, well, also, by the time you're listening to this episode, the election has happened. Oh, oh true. Yes. As a future. future. But also, if you, if, if you had decided by before... 
the presidents decided to debate, and I'm going to call them both presidents, okay? Because they both are doing the same thing. Nothing. <laughs> so anyway, don't think of this as like, wow, Washington, what an amazing man. He didn't even want to take a paycheck. This was all a status symbol. This is just big dick energy. You know, just like Washington, like, I don't even need to work, dude. I got slaves. <laughs> like, I'll do it wow. for free. Yeah, I have 300 other people working for me. Guess what? 300 people at minimum wage is pretty good. <laughs> it's a good return. All right. So before we get into this whole Washington as a general and all this stuff, uh, I want to go back to his marriage just for a quick little bit. When Washington and Martha married, Martha had two children. Uh, and being that she was 27 and still of age where you could shoot bless little squid into her eggs, uh-huh. she was fertile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Way, way to say that as gross as possible. <laughs> you could have just said she's childbearing. Yeah. Well, what, what, I, what Cody said. Martha and Washington never had any kids together, which leads history to believe that Washington shot blanks. It's fine. It's fine. He's still a man. Yeah. uh, The American man shoots blanks. Mm. The American man shoots blanks. The most American man out there. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Some historians try to pin it on Martha, but uh, because they're like, I don't know, bitch couldn't have kids. But with all the diseases that Washington had when he was younger, one of them probably made him sterile at one point. Mm. Um, He may have not even been able to get it up. Uh, Martha was a miserable cunt most of her life, so... (laughs) So here's my question. Did George Washington then turn to his slaves and be like, who wants to give a penis to the Gipper? Uh, He probably tried. (laughs) I don't know. Well, he may have used... Several of the very good-looking ones to keep Martha less bitchy somehow. Is that possible? You, maybe. This is ridiculous, this conversation. But what's not ridiculous is the idea of um, have him having a wooden cock. Because, oh, no, oh he's got wood in his entirely... mouth. Got, maybe she had wood in her mouth. Maybe oh. that's where the misconception is. Maybe oh, he's got shit. ivory teeth and wooden penis. Perhaps mahogany to reach out to his brethren. <laughs> brotherly love. Yes, brotherly yeah, like love. And uh, she had, and Martha had wood in her mouth at all times. That is very possible. I don't know. Wow. I'm going to stop talking that about might be this. Ra- Tra- yeah, it was really racist, but it came from an ignorant place. Well, look. A, a benevolent, ignorant place. How is that racist? I don't know. That wasn't racist. He used uh, the, the, the black wiener and balls. No, he's talking about a wood dick. He's talking about strapping that bad dragon to his fucking oh. anus and like jumping, like sitting on Martha. I don't. I, I, I don't I say racist things past. on the show. I say things that make you think about your perception of race. And sometimes giggle. I'm dead serious. This is what I do. My jokes, they're all written out. They're all. They're all. Uh, I. I. They're. They're quality controlled. I pay millions of dollars a year yeah, to I'm make sure it. that these jokes make you think. It's about, th- about these th- things. I don't say it. I've never said a racist thing on this show. I know, Tom. All of our Patreon goes to your think tank. Thank you so much for taking all of our money. You have mm. like three nerds in your think tank. I have Mike's one of jokes. them. I have three hundred. I have three hundred white women that are proofing all my reads to make sure I'm not racist. 
How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. But uh-huh. that's that's the authority. Anyway, continue. Yeah. yeah you. <laughs> to Washington's credit, he treated his stepchildren as his own. Oh, there was yeah, Patsy right. and Jackie. Jackie's a dude. Patsy got consumption and ate shit before the revolution. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Uh, oh. Jackie was a spoiled little asshole who was constantly giving Washington a headache. And he was frequently boozing it up in school, which I'm sure pissed off Washington, who was able, never able to attend school. And was like, oh, this little shithead. And Jackie eventually dropped out to party and bang chicks. That's fine. He's rich. Yeah. His mom's rich. All right. Back to the revolution. Sure. <clears throat> right from the start. When Washington took over the position of General Washington, he seemed always preoccupied with Mount Vernon and his stepkid. He wrote countless letters to his third cousin, and I love this name, Lund Washington. Yo, Lund. And Lund was watching over Mount Vernon while Washington was writing letters like micromanaging the field and sales of sales from the battlefield. So he's not really got his head in the game the entire time. Lund sounds like he owns a pawn shop, doesn't he? It's like, oh, this is Rick. That's Chum Lee. And over there in that corner is Lund. (laughs) You always want to go to Lund because he doesn't know how to check anything. He doesn't have any expert friends. He still uses a flip phone. So you ask Lund, hey, I got this box with uh, with uh, the the who 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 crash bandicoots on this box? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he goes, that. oh, I remember that hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Lund always gets the large combo meal. Yes. <laughs> the double large. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, so do I. That's where I. Uh, that's why I relate to Lund. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a relatable guy. Everyone likes Lund. Uh, so the, his whole fact that Washington's head was in the game may have been the fact that he actually lost more battles than he won. Oh, no. Again, a man that fails upwards continually. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to be a guy, you should be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Washington begrudgingly took command, saying, like, all right, I'll do it, but I don't want to. And by this point... <laughs> Lexington and Concord had already happened, and Bunker Hill had just happened. Mm. Uh, So the British had occupied Boston. And so the logical first thing on Washington's agenda agenda was take back Boston. That's it. Good place. Yeah. So on the 21st anniversary of the shitstorm at Fort Necessity, he led 16,000 militiamen off to Boston to take that shit back. That's cool. Now, everyone thought that the revolution was going to be a quick, like, pump, one and done, pump, chunk, chump. One and done, chumpy, pumpy. Yeah. Pumpy, yeah. papa, One pee-pee. pump, chump. One pump, chump. They were thinking it would have been like a year, maybe. Uh, but the rev- revolution actually took seven years. And this siege of Boston lasted about nine months in total. Now, one of the main killers of the siege was none other than smallpox. Yeah. And incompetence. (laughs) Incompetence. Well, both very close friends to George Washington. Yeah. Saying incontinence? No, incompetence. 
What's like that being mean? being dumb, being Inco- dumb, like incompetent. They, 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 yeah, they, they'd clean like the rifle barrels of their tongue, yeah, like, competently. Yeah, Washington. Now remember, I said in the first episode this is important. Uh, while he wasn't immune to incompetence, he was uh, immune to smallpox because he got that shit in Barbados. Oh, that. Yeah, good, good for you. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of these militiamen, um, about two-thirds of them contracted smallpox because the British had already been exposed to smallpox, so they didn't have a problem with it. But then they're close to like people selling milk and shit back and forth to the different <laughs> troops, selling bowling these balls. These people just selling milk. <laughs> yeah. Get out Wait, of here. Are you, are you Get- telling me America got white person diseased from the British? Yes. That what? is, in fact, true. That's insane. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Washington actually called for inoculation as a requirement to join the militia or the army. And, and eventually he got his wish. But like all governments, the Continental Congress took forever to approve a simple thing of like, yeah, you got to get inoculated. Yeah, but what it was inoculation back then? Let's talk about right. that. That's just them spitting into your mouth. They're getting a yep. dirty man <laughs> who's never seen a toothbrush before to spit into your mouth. It's and actually, they've got that one strong tooth, though. Yeah, yeah. it's actually even grosser than that, because like right now, you uh, getting a vaccine, you just get a shot, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but that back then, they literally cut your arm open. They yeah. found some dude that had smallpox, popped his boil and then like scooped a little chunk of pus onto the knife and rubbed it into your cut arm inoculated yeah see (laughs) see this is a lot okay (laughs) that's a lot that's a lot don't complain about getting vaccinated this is this is like over the top you know a lot of qualifications like for example like so to be a nascar driver you have to be able to turn left you don't have to be familiar with the reverse gear or anything like that so getting a (laughs) driver's license would be the equivalent to that yeah a little over the top if you're just a nascar driver (laughs) why are are you learning how to do all these turns slow down dale you get my point it's like why did this happen why did you do that you could have just uh Lipped, licked his nose, and it would have worked. So Martha would eventually join Washington on his campaign, and Washington forced her to get inoculated before joining the camp. I wonder if Washington picked out the pussy boy that would juice into his wife. You, add (laughs) add something to my wife. Yeah. Get inside my wife. Sorry, you can go. I I, uh, was looking down for a second. We know that Washington, this guy had a big head, and he liked to create legacy for himself, right? Sure. People started calling this dude his his excellency instead of George Washington. Right, right, right. That got him rock hard in the britches. He's like, yeah, really? call me your ecstasy, er, your ecstasy, your excellency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like you're entering like king territory here, right? Like, that's kind of yes, weird. Yes, yes. Noticing. And keep that keep that in mind. Pocket that one. But during the siege of Boston, Washington assembled his group of military aides. Um, this included <laughs> Alexander yeah. Hamilton, Charles Lee, Horatio Gates, Nathaniel Green, and Henry Knox. 
We talked about Nathaniel Green. He was the one that got cucked by Anthony Wayne. Uh, everyone knows Alexander Hamilton. He was a black rapper. Uh, Charles Lee, I'm related to. <laughs> Did you spend a week on that joke? No, I just thought of it right now. <laughs> okay. That is right. You're good. <laughs> Hamilton does know that one. Yeah. Hamilton in particular became Washington's little favorite boy. His little favorite Aww. boy. Now, Washington had a thing, probably because he couldn't cream in his wife and make kids. He would just take little young guys and make them like his honorary son. So Hamilton was, guys. Yeah. Ha- Hamilton was, you know, he was in his early 20s. He became a son. Ta- TJ Thomas Jefferson would eventually become a son, as well as uh, the Marquis de Lafayette would become a son. But son. this technically son. has nothing to do with the Sons of Liberty, although there is an overlap here. Yeah. <laughs> but they are sons. Which They're just is important. Wash your sons. Wash your sons. That was a, called the, that was a group. Wash there your are, sons. There are adult men who don't like being called son. I'm what, one. Uh, you don't like being called son? Not really. It's, it's very fun because it's like uh, if I get called son and I don't feel any attachment to son. So, hey, sup, son. A phrase I've heard a million times out here in the hard streets of Suffolk. Yeah. <laughs> Sup, son. I go, Sup, son? you don't know me. <laughs> but in my head, I don't say this out loud. I go, I go along with it. I smile and nod and go, yes, I'm your son. That's what I do because people need that. And then, and then I allow them to build up that confidence where they think that I'm really their son and they forget. And then out of nowhere, I pull it out from underneath them and I go, I'm having sex with your girlfriend. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, and, my, and you're gonna son. pay for my and you're gonna pay for my community college tuition, you idiot. Right, and then I turn around, and I go, "You're nothing, Dad." Of course, this isn't my real dad, so it's fine. Yeah. So we don't really depart into military history on roast mortem, but because we're doing America's most famous and um, influential military person, I'm kind of gonna talk about a bunch of battles. We like, I like this. killing okay with this. and battling. I'm going to be like silent. <laughs> During the siege of okay. Boston, uh, Washington sent Benedict Arnold, who we did a roast, Tom did a roast on, up into the new, uh, up up to start a new front, which is always a good thing to do. Hitler learned that lesson uh, in <laughs> Quebec. Uh, Hitler did not learn that lesson in Quebec. No, but he learned that lesson of opening up two fronts. Stupid. <laughs> But anyway, you can listen to the Benedict Arnold episode. You can hear about all that shit. Ah. Washington would eventually win the siege of Boston after nine months. The militia was able to force the British out on a day that's celebrated by all drunk Bostonians. Evacuation day. (laughs) Poop day. Yeah. Day you poop. There was a funny moment right before the evacuation where Washington hoisted the new flag of the uh, uh, Continental Army, and it looked so similar to the British flag that the British started cheering and thought that they had won. No way. Very original. Very what original. What like again? I don't know if this one is the... Um, I'm not sure exactly. I don't That's... know if this is the um, the original, like, you know, s- circle flag. Because that needed the Bet- Betsy Ross treatment, did it not? Yeah, I think this is pre-Betsy Ross. So Bob it's Ross. literally just got to be like the, the, the fucking Union Jack with an 
with like an asterisk. Like, <laughs> actually, the USA's Union Jack. In the end of all this, uh, Washington had lost about half of his troops due to just desertion. And he had begged Congress to actually recruit a, a actual army and not a militia. He's like, we need like troops, you know, that like fight full time. Okay. Is this a hot take? Is the general not the, the the figure that is supposed to police desert like desertion? Like if you were a general that's deserted, you are not intrinsically a great general. I feel uh, unless you like unless you specifically drafted cowards. Yeah, I mean, you've got these people that are in the militia. They're like, you know, they were like, yeah, f- hell yeah, I want to fight for my freedom. But like, as long as it's done in two weeks, so I can go back to milking my sheep's with my bare hands. Okay, that got probably it. went really well. Yeah, but then they're there for nine months, and they're like, my bulls need milking as well. I need to get home. <laughs> I would rather masturbate a bull instead of fight this war. <laughs> <clears throat> so right after the British left Boston, they were back. Um, and did I just... Oh, I deleted a whole fucking slide here. Fuck! Uh, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm using my brain right now. Oh, no. All right, so after the British left Boston, they were back, and the British had sent over a the largest fleet to ever cross the Atlantic of uh, 30,000... No, 38,000 British regular troops in a fleet across the Atlantic. Big boys. This was headed by William Howe and Black Dick Howe. Okay. A man okay. named Black Dick, who got his name because it was said that he was hung. Or no, he smiled before he was going to kill someone. Wait. What? Wait, what? <laughs> well, that wasn't even a sentence, you fucking ape. You what do you mean? Goon. That you, was a you, sentence. You, you forgot Black to Dick English. You, you dumb goon. You forgot to English that entire, like... He was hung because he was black. Black dick. <laughs> I how? What are we talking about? Let's. Just... The British are sending a big old troop, a big old group of fucking people over, and it's led by two dudes, William Howe and Black <laughs> Dick Howe. Okay. Black <sighs> Dick heads out the navy. He knows how to get wet. He knows how to get damp. He's gonna fly in them ships around the seamen. ocean. Seamen. He's got seamen. William Howe. Has all the troops. He's going to lead out the land invasion. So they land at none other than Staten Island. Great place. Oh, good place to children. land. Yeah. Especially if you want to relieve yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and R.A. Pigeon. Washington, see, obviously there's news that there's this big troop and then they're like assembling on Staten Island. So he's like, I'm going to defend New York and the, the British are not fucking even gonna step foot in the in these here colonies even though they've been there already yeah (laughs) even though george washington is english yeah okay so right before the attack william howe uh sends out two letters to washington he basically says yo dude stand down we'll issue pardons for all the rebels as long as you surrender and give us back all the British forts you've taken while we've been gone. 
And Washington's like, hold up. First of all, you didn't address me as General Washington. And second of all, we don't need no stinking pardons because we've done nothing wrong. Oh, it's that mentality where it's just like only people that need pardons accept them. Yeah. Okay. Then Washington proceeds to get his butthole pushed in by the British. They're good at doing that sometimes, aren't they? The Battle of Long Island, which was in Brooklyn, so any one of you people living in Brooklyn, you are on Long Island. Fuck you. Washington got trounced. Wow. 300 were killed, 800 wounded, and almost over 1,000 captured. That one's not taught in the history books, is it, really? The British just swarmed into Brooklyn, took it all. Um, and then the Battle of Kipps Bay, which is on Manhattan, all 500 of Washington's troops surrendered on the spot. Like, they saw all these people like, nope, <laughs> fuck that oh, noise. Lord. Washington was furious in the fact that people surrendered, uh, but his troops were being pushed and pushed back further uh, in Manhattan until he was pushed back to Harlem and then White Plains and then Fort Washington. Oh, Washington. I get it. I just got it. There was a few times where General Howe could have decisively ended the war if he had just pushed a little bit harder and smeared Washington all over Harlem holes. But, you know, it's hard to push in a butthole when you got thighs and buttocks that thick keeping (laughs) you off. Bite the pillow, dude. That's all you gotta do. We're all New Yorkers. We all know the George Washington Bridge, right? Yeah. One of our favorite bridges. If yeah. you had to pick a bridge to go over, which one would you go over? Outer Banks? Uh, Tappan Z. <laughs> yeah, that's a sillier name. Yeah, because it's the it's the bridge most closely associated with the Rainforest Cafe, just based off the name. <laughs> the Tappan Z monkey. Yeah, I'll have the Tappan Z tapenade, please, at a mall, nonetheless. But May you don't have, know you're in a mall, right? You're That's in the rainforest. The but you, but if if your memory serves you at all, you would know that you're in a mall. So and the rainforest you, is in the mall, and here we are talking about George Washington, and I've lost my mind already. What are we talking yeah, about weird. again? So, Keep going. So Travis. if you've ever crossed over the George Washington Bridge, uh, and you go into Dirty Jersey, there's a place called Fort Lee. That's the town that you're going to enter right after you go over the bridge. This was, in fact, an actual fort at one point, not a shithole with a bunch of chop shops. Washington lost the fort and lost all of the cannons in the Continental Army, and almost 3,000 defenders died at Fort Lee. So, what do New Yorkers do? We name a bridge after the guy. So, something to keep in mind, too, is that all these cannons... (laughs) They were private property of citizens. None of them were owned by... It wasn't like you can't write this off. It's not like we have the army together. We got this budget. We're got, this is pre-budget. This is before taxes. So it's yeah, just I mean, people's private property getting destroyed along with their wives and lives. Yeah. So George Washington has a bridge in New York, and he got the bridge because he... Killed 3,000 people and lost all the cannons. Great. (laughs) Very cool. Washington was absolutely humiliated by the fact that the British were able to take New York. And from this point on, he made it a point 
to almost always try to retake New York. Even when his aides, Knox, Green, and Lee, were like, dude, like we're not even anywhere close to New York right now. Like We can't take back New York. It's like, no, we're going back to New York. <laughs> it's like, like Frank Sinatra in his olden years. Yeah. It's like, Frank, no one cares about you anymore. You're, you're a washed-up piece of leather. And he goes, I'm, it's my way to New York. Yeah. Take like, me to like, Vegas so I can go to New York, New York, the restaurant club. Yeah. Aptly named after me. It's a very like, weird time in history where like, America is occupied by an enemy force. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, is like, it, though? What do you they mean? Like, I, I, I've never heard like the phrase like, oh, New York fell to, you know, other countries. That's true. And Boston was under other country control. I mean, it was the War of 1812 where they the British sacked our capital. But. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like that along with this is like one of those like really weird, like true things you can say in history where it's just like. Oh, we've lost cities to the enemy, and people like aren't aware of it. Yeah. Well, another I one of the things I forgot. Another reason why how General Howe picked New York was that it was very loyalist. So he's like, if we're gonna okay. land somewhere, we're gonna land where everyone likes us. Like we're not going to Boston. We're gonna go to New York, where like they're decent people that are like, yeah, I'll pay my fair share to the yeah. crown. Stay out of Florida because that's uh, Spanish. So Washington lost, uh, now he has pretty much no army because he killed them all. Um, but yeah, so now he's like, hey, uh, we need to get more people. So Congress av- appro- finally approves the funds to recruit enlisted soldiers, like full-time soldiers. The problem was, was that no one really wanted to fight in this war. There was only about a third of the colonists that actually supported the revolution. Um, a third of them supported the crown and a third of them were like, I don't care. (laughs) Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it sounded about right. So finding people willing to fight and die for the cause was hard. Most of the new recruits were very, very, very poor people that really had nothing to gain from the revolution. It was just a means for them to be fed. Although little did they know that they would not be fed in this newly fledged army. Oh no! There was mass starvation. People would be wouldn't be fed for like four days. But let's get be- <laughs> let's unpack what they were actually getting. Okay, their children uh, would one day be allowed to amass ungodly debt. amounts of debt. Yes, <laughs> they would be able to keep busy, which was hard at the time. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's hard to keep Very busy true, when you don't have this free land. When you're not when you're so poor you can't afford the free land. God, I think like what would my life be like if I didn't have a year's worth of student debt that I've been a pe- that's taken me like 30 years to pay off. You're lucky cuz it's only you you're you're like me. You're, I'm I'm not lucky. I wish it was more. I wish I had more money that I could well, work that, for. That's what I mean. Like you're lucky like me because we have student debt but no degree to show for it because <laughs> yeah. things happen in people's lives so this is true yes we we're we're truly blessed <laughs> that we're able to uh put yourselves in these men's situ- situations their lives back then put put your feet in their dirty uh, socks because they probably didn't even have shoes Lousy. they did not they didn't tom want to get they, fed they have shoes. i'd love to 
okay, your grandchildren are in debt. <laughs> so even though they're like, yo, everyone, you want to fight for, um, I guess, freedom or debt? You want to fight for more debt? Uh, obviously, a lot of people weren't fighting. And they're trying to rebuild this army after they just lost this big battle, all these big battles in New York. So Congress is like, uh, yo, black people, uh, you want to fight for the revolution? I mean, you're slaves, but if you fight for the army, you'll win freedom after the war. Fingers, fingers crossed. Not really. Some mm. of you. So, some. No. Some no. of you. Not even four. Also. No. Also, once again, I not not coming across anti-slavery, but don't you have to actually, based on the laws of the time, run this by the slave owners? Uh, yeah, I think some of them were cool. That I guess the people, the slave owners in Congress. Imagine that. Imagine if you got that in the mail, like addressed to me, (laughs) slave twelve. Like I, (laughs) I got a letter. And I have to get a permission slip signed saying that this is okay. And <laughs> and my owner won't do that. That's, that could be a real burn to people who are on the lowest rung of society and getting shit on constantly. Yeah, so the, it's so desperate that these this Congress is like, these people that we don't even consider human, you want to fight and help, help us out, guys? <laughs> Help! Um, <laughs> we'll free you, but not really, because most of them were not freed at the end. But interestingly enough, before you're like, "Wow, we're so racist," and I'm not. We're not racist. Really, we're provoking thought. Yes. If you think I'm racist, enough, you need to a- examine how you think about history. That's Inter- what I'm, I'm putting that down 100. I know I called you all brave at the beginning of this episode. I'm taking it <laughs> oh, back. No. If 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 you felt something, if you felt uncomfortable uh, about something I said, you need to think about that. Okay, Travis, become he's on brave. Soapbox medicine ball. Yeah, you've it's been a on yoga, the yoga ball, ball, and I expect many congratulations from my uh, fans as well. And I know I don't have a lot of fans. I don't need a lot of fans, but what I do need is a congratulation every now and then. Okay, you're good. You're doing good. Interestingly enough, the Revolutionary War was the only war with mixed race companies until the Korean War. And before you say, "Wow, so progressive," it was no. These founding fathers were so desperate that they were like, "Yeah, sure, we'll integrate the troops." <sighs> it's future. Yeah. So. Christ. For someone like Washington, who in the first episode we talked about how he trained these forest fighters, people that fought in guerrilla warfare style, fighting out of the trees, taking advantage of home soil and like knowing the land. Yeah. So for someone like him, he just threw all that out the window and did not use that tactic at all. Really? A lot of people think that, oh, Americans won because we didn't fight in stupid-ass lines like the dumb British. But, in fact, we did fight in lines. Um, and the reason why we did was because Washington wanted to be seen as a world-class general like the European generals. And he thought it would be dishonorable if we used hit-and-run guerrilla t- warfare tactics. Huh. So, for anyone that tells you... Uh, oh, America's won because we're like so cool at like doing Call of Duty skills in the woods and kill British. <laughs> you can tell them they're dumb. 
And we didn't do Tell that. Tell them they're they're misinformed. You could start start with a softer word no. that's harder to no. say. No. I don't want to be friends with anyone, Tom. You're trying to make me be friends with everyone. I don't care for friends. I'm a friendly guy, but I don't want to be friends with anyone anymore. That's, that's not true. Because you told me that, that you would lie about that in the future. <laughs> okay. Another old-timey-wimey thing in warfare at the, at the time was that they would not fight in winter. Armies would normally sent up, set up a winter camp. Um, so after the loss in New York, Washington was like, we got to get another win before we have to stop fighting and sleep like a bear for winter. <laughs> That's, that's what soldiers do, yeah. Yeah. Enter the Battle of Trenton. Trenton is in New Jersey. If you don't know where that is. Uh, just imagine having a... Just, just knowing somebody named Trenton. And it's not like a dog, but there's just a, a, a small human named Trenton. I think that's going to be one of those new names that comes back, Cody. But it, there's, like, there's like... They snuck a Y in there somewhere. Like, yeah. Like T-Y-N... I had a friend named Trent. Oh. And Trent and I got along just fine because his parents lived in Florida and had a house up here. And I would go to Trenton's house. And Trenton mm. sold cocaine for <laughs> income. <laughs> and oh, his so. parents, between his parents owning a swimming pool and him having cocaine for me to buy and being a relatively friendly guy, I like Trenton. I bet he made a lot of friends. Trenton made a lot of friends. I made a lot of friends. Like I don't remember the other Trenton. friends. I don't remember those people. But, <laughs> but yes, uh, he was a nice guy. Okay? So don't nice talk shit about Trenton. That had drugs and a swimming pool. Yep. So what? Trent, the Battle of Trenton is the famous one with George Washington crossing the Delaware on Christmas night. We all know that picture, right? The painting. Mm-hmm. The George Washington I, sneak attack. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine the caption of that is just like 18 minutes until he slashes a bunch of sleeping people's throats. Right. So there's tons of fucking shit wrong with that painting. It was painted long after the battle in, I think, the oh. 19th century. Um, Washington did, in fact, accompany the troops in rafts. Although the rafts kind of looked more like the landing craft used at D-Day. So there was no way that he could have been, like, standing epically on the bow. Like, he was in, like, a little box. He's just in a box. He's a a future president in a box. Yeah, he's not Captain Morganing. You know, he's not, like, showing his old fucking probably doesn't work shaft to the world, breaking Mm. icebergs. (laughs) Where did we go? You know, he's standing up there. He's like got his leg up on the bow. He's like, oh, check out this fucking bulge, bro. He looks hot. He looks hot. But little do we know that his middleman has been removed. And now he is shooting out of he's shooting loads, clear loads out of a dentured covered uh, dowling rod. Oh, no. It's just it's guiding him to a victory like like a a six year old guides himself to a victory in a fight against an infant. Yeah, so I this, love those wins. Yeah, those this was a this was a win for George. The Battle of Trenton was a win for George Washington. But if you know anything about it, it was uh, 
the night before Christmas and all through the house, a bunch <laughs> of colonials were going to slit a bunch of German Hessian troops' throats in the middle of the night. They were in the middle of the morning. Uh, so it was, it was, it rhyme, was far from fine. this epic thing. It was more similar to Washington's uh, Jamonaville Glenn battle that we saw him do in the previous episode where he just crept up on some French guys and killed them in the early morning. Um, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, Washington's sneaky moves gave him a few more more wins in New Jersey before he had to eventually set up his winter camp. <laughs> now, the war after this winter camp was over, the war picked back up. Seasons on, season two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Begins. Uh, well, I guess this would be season three at this point. No, season two. So in March of 1777... Washington went on a huge losing streak. Uh, <laughs> two particularly shitty battles were the Battle of Germantown and the Battle of Brandywine, uh, in oh. which both the continent, uh, in, in which both battles, the Continental Army collectively lost thousands and lost ground. Ooh. In the Battle of Germantown, once again, Washington had his own troops firing at his own troops. Killing hundreds of yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> the general. Nice little friendly fire for your freedom. Mm -hmm. Washington refused to call the Battle of Germantown a loss and spun it as a win for the papers. He's like, I don't lose that, dude. I don't lose it. It's like, well, do you have that th that land you were supposed to take? Nah, dude. Do you like shoot your own men? Nah, maybe. They, they <laughs> fell on their own bullets. Yeah. By the end of this year's fighting season, the British had captured the Continental Congress's capital, Philadelphia. Oh, That's no. right. Philadelphia fell to the British during the Revolution. I don't think I learned that in school. Yes, yeah, similar. You hear about Boston. Yeah. I don't think you hear York. about Philly. Well, it wasn't exactly a long takeover if my uh, Benedict Arnold <laughs> research serves me properly. Yeah, well, they took it right before end of season two. Got to hunker down for uh, winter break, right? Yeah, sweeps week is uh, far off. I need so, a bed made of straw and a woman made of syphilis <laughs> to make it through this winter. So Washington and what was left of his army hunkered down at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Uh, this is another famous set piece of Washington and his war. Valley Forge was abysmal. Uh, Washington stated, made a statement like, I will stay with my troops at Valley Forge and live in the winter times, fight bears and shit. But Washington was given a cabin with around-the-clock fires, and his troops were left to the elements in the snowy, muddy Aww. shit out next to his cabin. <laughs> Classic. Firewoods for him. Yeah. Uh, most of these dudes, as you, I think you mentioned, Tom, most of them did not have shoes, let alone coats. Uh, disease spread through the camp. Fights for food, dueling, and desertion was prevalent. Washington was swift to hand out a whipping or even a hanging to anyone caught trying to leave the camp. Ooh. Okay. Well, you know, you're in hell. What do you think's beyond hell? Maybe we can entice you... To staying in hell with a hanging. I just want to go to the orgy part of hell. 
There is no orgy part of hell. Or the Come orgy on. part of hell, everyone's cocks and, and vaginas are made of razors. That's it's cool. Not, no, it's not cool. <laughs> you know what's not cool? When what? we do these episodes, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I get these alarms on my phone that say, Tom, your bedtime is in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I go, oh, thanks, Google. Thanks oh, for yeah. telling me when I woke up today so tomorrow could be the same. <laughs> Shut up! That's I got a dog barking at me. Uh, at this point, Congress, now displaced from their usual spot of uh, Philadelphia, was starting to get in bed with the French. Mm. Now, the French were the only reason why the Americans won the stupid war to begin with. Um, but that was also a spite move on the French, right? Well, yeah, because the French and British are like immortally docking, but and also like. <laughs> Both of them have a venereal disease, so like they're just like spitting diseases into each other's urethras. Right, but oh, the only I, reason that we have the British coming in and going, "Hey guys, let's you give us tax money, okay? Let's you, <laughs> let's yeah. you give us the tax money, right?" So the yeah. French, the French come in, they go. Only reason they got them taxes over your head is because of us, and we're sorry. We, in fact, we'll come over there. And we'll undo the British for you. We'll fucking yeah. show them what, what it was what like. Hurt? I mean, remember, like, Washington was fighting the French about, like, 15 years prior. Yeah. And he was the one that they were calling the murderer. Like, he murdered right. their ambassador in cold blood, which he did. It's Yeah, it's an endless cycle of who's got money and how many poor people can we give no shoes to to fight this war for. <laughs> Yeah. So at this point at Valley Forge, Washington was first introduced to his second surrogate son, a little French boy named Marquis de Lafayette. And he was very impressed. Um, Lafayette, although a foreigner in Washington's mind, like, oh, you're a dirty French boy, but you know, I like you. He is probably one of the smartest military minds in the Continental Army. Really? And there was another foreigner that also greatly improved uh the training of the troops his he was a prussian by the name of frederick wilhelm augustus heinrich uh ferdinand baron von steuben so what was what did they call him for short <sighs> stuby fred stubes fred stubes now if that sounds like a fancy stupid name that's because it is this dude <laughs> strolled into camp and was like hey i'm prussian noble and let me train your troops. And Washington was like, oh, yeah, the Wait. Prussians know how to fight. Little did Washington know that this guy was not a noble at all. And had no prior military experience. I can remember hearing stories about this. It was just the crazy old guy. Yeah, it was a crazy old German. So let me ask you, what did he do? He he set up some monkey bars. He He made a big wall like Lee Marvin in the Dirty Dozen. And when you yelled at people to get over it, and when they went across the monkey bar part, he told them to skip every other bar. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's he's what like, he's doing. Uh, okay. I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. That's a different guy. That was not Lee Marvin. Uh, I forget <laughs> Lee, that guy's name. He, he Lee, just passed away. Emery. Lee Emery. Ar- right? Emery. Yes. He's different. What's his name? Arlie Ermy. Arlie Ermy. <laughs> Who's Emery. Lee Emery? 
Why did I, I say know. I knew that guy? It was the right <laughs> phonetics I threw in and hoped I was right. You did a good job. I feel like me. I'm in a Goosebumps book now. Right, so he's got this stupid German walking around, like, marching his troops with no shoes around Valley Far Forge. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that was Valley Forge. It was a shit show. A lot of people died. And Washington was fine, because he was in his little warm area. The fire. Now, although Washington presented himself as a stoic, noble, almost like chivalric general, he was not above playing underhanded. Uh, he had set up a spy network complete with code names, That's like Spy right. Kids style. No, one of his fa- one of the most famous spy networks was the Culper Spy Ring. That's uh a very familiar. But, yes, because we're all Long Island people. This played out all on Long Island. We uh, did the, someone that mentioned this, didn't we? We did. We did do that, and then we were taught this in our high school, uh, which yeah. I won't name. For it's Huntington High School, I'll name it. Uh, oh, we no. went there. So the Culper Spy Ring, you can go to Long Island if you're a history nerd and do the Spy Ring. They like do tours and shit. It starts in Setauket. That's like where it originates out. But I'm gonna leave that for another episode because there's a lot of dumb dums involved in the Culper Spy Ring, uh, and also the previous rendition that was Nathan Hale, who was a complete moron. We have a whole town, a section of our town called Hail Site. Uh, I live there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm saving that for another episode. The only thing I wanted to mention was that Washington's code name was Agent 7-Eleven. Yo, uh, the Nikon. I wish Mike was here because Washington was a taquito boy. You know, Yo. if I know Mike, which I do, I know him very well. This is when he gets excited. He's he's confused. He's confused up until now. And then you say, Agent 7-Eleven. Now he's like, yo. Like, this yo. is the loudest transient that Zwick will see all night from Mike. <laughs> yo. yo. Yo, like taquitos. And then he starts getting quiet again because he realizes he's not, Mike isn't stupid. He just smokes too much. So it's a slow ramp. And then he realizes what he's saying sometimes. <laughs> He's not I a dumb anyway. dumb. I, I I swear to you, but he will smoke <laughs> too many to not. Yeah, he's a regular Elon Musk. He's a smart boy. He gets dank with Joe Rogan, and we are all Joe Rogan. He's going to have a half thought about Seven Eleven that comes faster than the way you say Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. It's so a lot George of syllables. George Washington was Agent Seven Eleven. It's still um, funny, because yeah. I go there. Yo. I go there, so it's funny for me. Washington was also very up on his propaganda game. Mm. He was constantly getting letters reporting rapes and killings from the Redcoats. A lot of those rapes and killings did not actually happen. Ah, As if you raped... Um, I'm, and I'm sure Redcoats did rape as they went through the countryside, as well as the Continental Army, I'm sure, did rape as they moved around the countryside. It's nasty soldier men. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. That, thanks that just for like, outlining that. I, I honestly, Travis, that is that is something I forget that happens throughout the history books. When, yeah. when the military men move, like... Like, it's unfortunate, it's terrible, happens. but that's just how it happens. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's also one of the few, like, terrible things that people could do that you can get the offenders to fight against. Right. So like, um, we're going to fight against rapes, and every rapist is going to go, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not like them. I'm different. They love yeah. me. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is different. You know, every the time I force, do it, it's, it's love yeah. making. The invading force is like, well, they already think we're rapists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Might so well just uh, with it. rape was actually something that was severely punished in the British service. Lots and lots of whippings. Not so oh. much in the French army, uh, but we'll go into Napoleon maybe oh. someday. Uh, I hate a little later, but the French army never had a problem with rape. They'll rape left and right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Hi, France. <laughs> we, we have six French listeners, <laughs> and we just lost them that all. That speak English. Yep. And we actually gained 12 more that are French rapists. <laughs> so so Washington, Washington had... Um, Washington would take these terrible crimes, whether they were true or not, and then amplify them in reports to the papers. Things about girls being passed around a British camp while the officers laugh. That sort of, sh- sort of shit. And again, I'm 100% certain that the Continental Army also raped as they moved. That's just... I don't know. I just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thanks for laying that it. one down. Yeah. But anyway, uh, George Washington's there like, oh yeah, oh yeah, how many did they rape? Uh, one, let's say hundred. Let's add two zeros. Hundred rapes and holes. I mean, it's not a lot funny going on here. No, it's except a for terrible the fact story. that George Washington's lying. He chopped down a cherry tree. He can never tell a lie, and he's lying. Okay, so what you're telling me is that George Washington technically falls into the um, unwanted margin of the Me Too movement. Oh, sure, yeah. He deleted. He's grooming the British. He's grooming the British. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, okay. So as the war moved on, the British pressed into the South. Um, now, here's the thing. So the British are moving into the South. All while British news- newspapers were constantly mo- mocking the Declaration of Independence because the way they saw it was like, oh, you're talking about the freedom of all men? Uh, but you have slaves? Yeah. That's dumb. A little hypocritical. So the British came through when they moved to the south. They're like, yo, slaves, run away or rise up against your masters and join the British. Because we don't have slaves. And we have and jungle music. Yeah, they have jungle garage beats. Wow. Yes. Way more uh, fun. Uh, so loads of, loads of slaves did just that. They were like, fuck. Fuck yeah. I'm going to go join the British and get my freedom. And a lot of slaves did end up taking at the end of the war. If they survived, they took ships back to England or Canada where they were freed from America. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Washington himself lost about 100 slaves, 70 of whom were not so lucky because after the war was over, they were recaptured in New York and sent back to Mount Vernon. That's like a spite number, too. Like, how do right? you hire enough people to go find 70 people <laughs> scattered around an island? Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, well, it's like, oh, war's over. And then some guy's like, hey, uh, who owned you? GW? I cut your ass back to Mount oh, Vernon. Oh, wow. Imagine getting caught like that. Yeah. What, what about, uh, hey, who owned you? Nobody. I'm my own <laughs> man. I'm sorry. I can't tell these people how to live, but <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's crazy because it does honestly seem like a spite thing. 
You know, it does. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, you tried to get out of my zone. <laughs> I'm gonna hire people with the little money I have, and the promise of some land. Yeah, for which there will be no tobacco growing on, but some of it to go find these people. Yeah, and that won't be the only time. We'll get into that a little bit next episode. Oh God, Washington you're, you're titillating yes. me. Uh, although the Continental Army uh, did well, so the whole thing is like the Continental Army as the as the time went on, the soldiers kept like not getting paid, so that meant that there was a lot of mutinies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Um, Continental Congress and the Continental Governors started imposing heavy taxes on the people of America, even worse than the British had. Plus, uh, they were living in a war-torn country where they might not have access to building their crops, and most of them did not even support the war! What? So, talk about taxation without representation. You're just here like, I don't know, I grow bananas in uh, Maine. Virginia. I grow (laughs) bananas in Maine. I don't make a lot of money. Please don't take any of it. Stop taxing me so much. I can't figure out why. I'm not making uh, the turnover that I was told. My yeah. cousin, my cousin Delby came up here and said, plant these ladders right here, right here in Bath, Maine. Yes. Yeah. And, and see what you get. And, and he said that with a wink. And when, when I see a wink, I see a millionaire. I'm thinking like wink. Yeah. That's right. the sound so make. poor banana farmer up in Bath, Maine. Yeah. One of these people struggling to pay their bills was Washington's own mother, Mary, and his younger siblings. Ooh. Washington would receive letters from Mary, but he just kind of ignored them. Until eventually he received a letter from Virginia, the Virginia House of Burgess, saying that they were going to give his mother, Mary, a state pension because she was behind on taxes and was in debt. Oh, handouts. Ooh. Yeah, when Washington heard this, he went fucking crazy, and he's like, you will not give her a pence. <laughs> uh, because so Washington mean- was like, dude, I'm so wealthy, I don't need state funds. Like, don't give my mom anything. I don't give her any money. <laughs> Be like me. Give her nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lead by example. Uh, but but whatever. I guess he maybe realized that she was like read a few of his opened a few of her letters and realized she needed a few bucks and I don't know. She survived <laughs> for a few more years. <laughs> it's funny that the grandmother of this country was on welfare. The mom? No, the grandmother, not Mary. Because George Washington. Oh, is he's a the father. father. He's a father, and every father has ah, a mother. So it's the yeah. grandmother of the country. And yeah. guess welfare. What? Queen. She's on welfare. Like many of our elderly who were tricked into thinking that Social Security would do something for them. (laughs) So over the course of the war, the British tagged in three commanders, um, but the tide started to slowly turn as the French became more and more involved in the war. It wasn't like the British couldn't win. It was the fact that it was costing them so much to carry on. This was truly Uh. a war of attrition. Like, it costs a lot of money to send people across the Atlantic. Even now, you know, like, it yeah. costs you some mo- money, right? Yeah. Like, how long can we do this? And there is some such a thing in, like, military tactics or, like, the glossary book as a pirate victory. 
which is a victory so bittersweet you'd rather have lost it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, winning, you can put everything in the middle for your side, but for the other side, that could just be, like, a spit in the bucket. So even if you pit everything against what your opponent is willing to put in, that could leave your country, like, more devastated than, like, ever. Like, losing, right. like, its male population. Amazing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> So let's flash forward to the final W for GW. Wait, what? Final win, dog. This is his G-dub. Even though we have a whole other episode of perhaps well, fi- ups and downs of this man's life. The father final of America. Win. The teeth yeah. of, uh, of the states. Yes. The, fi- the final win of his military career, which was the Battle of Yorktown, Virginia in 1781. Now, Washington, luckily for him, had a little help from his uh, stepson, Jackie. Remember that guy, the little shithead? Yeah. I mean, you say he's bad, but I don't know him. Well, Jackie had turned his life around during the war. He had married, blasted out some kids, was still a young brat, but somehow it's more honorable when you shoot cum into the vagina of a woman and make her pregnant. Absolutely is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Something George Washington never achieved. Ha ha on you, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jackie joined J- Jackie joined his stepfather at the Battle of Yorktown, and since he had no military experience, he was given the honorable task of wrangling up freed slaves that had been protected by the British uh, while they were fleeing Yorktown. Honorable. Yeah. So basically, to sum this battle up, uh... The French and Americans had cornered a massive group of the British army in a peninsula. The French Navy Navy was hammering the fort that they were in, and the Americans had the peninsula blocked off. Um, By all means, this was a win for the French, uh, thanks to the French Navy and French engineers that had dug tunnels and blown up the walls of the fort. But once again... Washington steps in and takes all the glory. I did this. That's me. Good for him. General Cornwallis surrendered, a man that would all one day become the name of one of Washington's dogs. He named a dog Cornwallis. Cornwallis. Great. <laughs> That's a lot of fun though. Like if I was yeah. if I was a military man and I happened to kill, let's say, an Iraqi gentleman who was really on my nerves. Yeah. Okay. And I took his ID out, and it said John Stevenson. I <laughs> an Iraqi gentleman, right? I perhaps yeah. would consider naming one of my several border collies John Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> Hyphen an Iraqi gentleman, right? Well, I don't want to be racist. I don't know. I can't. I. I don't want to make one up. I don't want to make an onomatopoeia of what I oh, think a name is. You know what? You did it right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. D- I don't know. I'm having fun. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking. Fuck you. Yeah. Now, it was a win for Washington, but the win was bittersweet. As you see, his lovely shithead Jackie had come down with typhus. Thanks to drinking some poopy dead body water. Can't do that, man. No. Yeah. You you can't drink Dizani like it's... Like it's uh, Poland Spring, like a like a utility water, like that. <laughs> it's really just shelf water. And a few days later, he died. Fuck. 
And Washington was not around for the celebrations as he was like, I got to go bury my son. No celebrations Kinda. for me. The, imagine Jackie the entire time. Him being like, I'm not your son. Dad. Dad. Yeah, dad. I'm not your real son, <laughs> yeah. dad. Say, don't say, doth not say those things because half English, correct, sir? And that George sounds like, right. And George is like, I don't know. Just He's get just, out of my face. Catch the slaves that are running away. Look, your mom has <laughs> the milkiest tits. That's what makes you such a healthy boy, Jackie. Don't you see the connection? You drinking from these, me attempting to drink, me attempting to assert, maybe not able to, because lost so much of boner in smallpox land. I don't know. What I do know is that we have a connection because we've tried. <laughs> it's so just, true. I need that like animated by like some kind of studio. <laughs> Tom, Tom is just on like bended knee explaining this to his stepson <laughs> while he's on dying. The battle. <laughs> yeah, while yeah. he's suffering a gut shot. Like imagine that in your head, a speech like that, but like it's not like a sympathy or like mercy <laughs> yeah. speech. It's like you're dying. I'm trying to inspire a dying man. <laughs> I need you to know in your last few minutes of life it was, that it was we have something in common. This is about me. Don't go out thinking it's about you. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, so the war would chug on for another year. The British winning a majority of battles. But after the Battle of Yorktown, the British had lost so much money and troops and supplies that eventually they said, fuck it, and they signed the Treaty of Paris, which uh, ended the war. And thus, a new nation was born with General Washington standing on top victorious. And on with the that... shoulder of giants. And with that, we are going to end it for this week. Wow. What a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. The next week, we're going to talk about King Washington, President Washington, uh -oh. and the hypocrisy of Master Washington. Interesting. Very fun. Travis, thank you for doing this, breaking this up. You know, I feel like breaking. we're, we're going to have to start breaking up more episodes because we've had a few people that we've done mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that did only get one episode, that maybe got I two episodes. I could have got two. But- we're a history podcast, and we've been leaving out a lot of history. So I guess we're turning around a new leaf. How many episodes have we been doing so far? What is it? We're at, we're at like 150. 155 or something. You remember that, people at home. That approximation is when Rose Mortem turns its act around and starts delivering, delivering more truth than you've ever heard. You've never heard any it. single truth in school. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm two just plus two? I'm, I, I started reading these books. I'm like, I don't know who Washington is. That's like a man that is looks like a mushroom when you fold his head in half. I know. Right. And then I learned that he's an idiot. With slaves. And I just need to tell teeth. you guys. I need to tell you guys about how much of a slave-owning idiot he was. Right. So I'm, I'm putting this out here now. This is roast mortem. We're opening up the multiple episode format a little bit more. My God. Especially with boys. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Because, like, we skipped over <laughs> so much material with some of our previous people. Now you're getting oh, to the nitty gritty. Wow. You're really taking a bite 
out of a man whose bite was fairly questionable. Especially yeah, it was all slave bites. Yeah. Jesus. Ru- rude. Really. Rude. Not, <laughs> a rude, rude bite. Rude. That's the man so- who bites into his avocado toast, and uh, instead of it being green on the other end, it's like black from rot. From, <laughs> from rotten sin. I don't. Sometimes I don't know you. <laughs> rotten sin. The rotten avocado toast. Right. So thank you wow. very much, Travis, for doing all this extra research. We're going to try to bring some more research and bring you more light from the world of history, the yeah, separate dog. world of history, because no one likes history now. Everyone likes entertainment. We're going to change that for you. Yeah. So stick around for next week. Like I said, we're going to be going into his slave shit. <laughs> we're going to be going into him being a fucking president and him maybe becoming a king for wow, a little bit. Yeah, that's, we that's don't know. Realize he, he hasn't been be a president king. for neither of these episodes, has he? Not a single no. president has been talked about. And with that, we'll bring you a part three of George Washington. Cody, yeah. thank you for your commentary. I was here. Travis, you've done it. My dick is as hard as the cherry tree that he chopped down in the first episode. Right. Listen to that one. I want to thank Mike for being so cowardice and an example <laughs> of being a coward. Uh-huh. I think he should just. I hope he comes on the last episode so he's. I, ca- I was clueless. kind of hoping that happened too, <laughs> so he's just extra clueless. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get on his case because he's he's the kind of coward that you need as an example. I want to thank my yoga ball for being here with me the entire episode, although uh-huh. I only use it in half hour increments, like I had previously mentioned, at perhaps the, twenty minutes. I don't know. Doctor. I've been drinking. And uh, go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. There you uh-huh. can give us your money. Or you go to roastmortemcast.com and you can buy some shirts that have penises on them. That's a good one, too. That have um, a scary lady or a thing that looks like you're noble, but it's got tits and mushroom tips on it. Can I, can I tell all you folks, you brave folks at home, what we would <laughs> like to do as a podcast? Never shall we do commercial reads. Because Uh-oh. those shits suck. And if I go back on that, you can reference this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you could write me an angry email, and I'll send we you all... a check. Okay? <laughs> I'll send you a check. Doesn't that sound enticing? Doesn't that sound enticing enough where maybe if I went back on my promise, you'd be interested in hearing what we'd have to say? Future uh, advertisers, maybe you uh, want to see me write that check. Tom, for, I just got an email from Mr. Bezos. He wanted to give us a billion. Fantastic. Welcome to Roast Mortem. Have a good night. That's all I got. I don't know. Um, does anyone else want to say anything? George Washington has teeth, but it's different when you look at it differently. Yeah. Singing songs. That's saying something different. You hear me get Tom, all quiet. Not- I, I, I want to be honest with my guys. Hey, you guys want to say anything else? Travis starts singing. Amazing. I love singing. It's good. Okay. All right. Good night. <laughs> Later. Love Eat you. shrimp. Bye, guys. Eat too much shrimp and throw up. Mm-hmm.